Welcome to Mostly Max and Other Things. Uh, I am the aforementioned Max, and welcome back to another week of this thing. (laughs) Yes, we're a day late. Sorry. (laughs) My bad. Uh, Technological things are not as convenient as you think they are, (laughs) especially when you have a computer that wants to go to glory so bad and I just need it to hang on a little bit longer. Anywho's there. Um, thank you for joining me on this here rambling festival of nonsense that I do every week. Um, how are y'all doing? I hope you are doing well. I hope everybody's staying healthy and safe and eating good and drinking good liquors if you do that, smoking the good chibas if you do that, or just being Good to yourselves. Any hooser, let's get into it, shall we? Let's. Um, everybody's quitting their bullshit ass jobs, y'all. <laughs> I even have a name for it. It's called the Great Resignation. Because what happened? People saw this pandemic. They saw how flimsy shit is. They know that they are worth more, and they also know that there's massive amounts of flexibility that can be done in these organizations and they don't have to take it so people are just chunking the deuces as a matter of fact according to this time article that it it's it's especially the case for people working in the food service and this is this is a quote by the way food service and retail industries in august some 892,000 workers quit accommodation and food services jobs and 721,000 people quit retail physicians according to BLS data. The healthcare sector also took a hit. 534,000 U.S. workers resigned or quit from healthcare and social assistance positions because one, there's a couple of things going on, I'm thinking. Excuse me. There's a couple of things. One, Thankless jobs, terrible conditions, shitty customers. And on mass, they all said, fuck that. We're going to figure out something else. In the healthcare game, they saw some shit last year too. And like across the board, people are getting out of there. But also, also re- remember, people are literally seeking to die on the hill of not being vaccinated. And a lot of vaccination rules came into play at a lot of companies. Because if you're you're, you're forward facing, you're, you're customer facing, you probably want to be vaccinated. But some people are like, fuck that. I want the right to be breathing all brazy <laughs> on people who don't want me to do that. Fuck that. I'd rather be unvaccinated. So I know that's part of that, but I think overall, everybody is hip. (laughs) Everybody is sick of the shit. And it is, in fact, an employee's market. And the sooner these companies figure out that you should, you know, pay a fair wage, make sure people are safe where they work, make sure that one job is sufficient for them to feed themselves and their families, that, um, you know, maybe put some shit in place where people are protected. Because, I mean, in retail, they have people being bouncers. Because a lot of these rules are set by these, these you know, local governments and, like, trying to go from the Fed or whatever. And there's no one there to really push the issue, right? So you have, like, a, a cat who's working for, like, seven balls an hour or whatever. 
at your front door, you know, greeting customers and customers are trying to break fly on them. Cats was getting killed. They was getting beat up. They was getting spit on. They was getting chased around stores and all this shit. Don't nobody want to be bothered being the policeman on top of everything else and you ain't paying them no money. And like people weren't getting like, you know, extra money to do this type of shit. They were like, nah, fuck that. They broke out. Uh, Furthermore, in the article, in both June and July, the rate of voluntary quits was 2.7% of the U.S. workforce. That is a large number. You hear it, but like in in numbers, that's a big number. Because, you know, they always give you like, it's 2.4, la, la, la. But like if if you do math, which I'm not doing, it is actually a massive goddamn number. Moving on. 2.7% of the U.S. workforce. In August, the turnover rate was 2.9. Those numbers mark an unprecedented churn. The 4.3 million people who quit in August 2021 was roughly 20% higher than the number of resignations in August 2019 and more than 40% higher than the number who quit in August 2020. Listen. There is a massive, massive, massive labor activities going on in this country right now. Everybody's on strike, okay? Everybody. The John Deere people, cats is walking out of Netflix because, you know, they be bigging up transphobic assholes and they off that shit. Um, who else? I think Frito-Lay had strikes because they deserved, because they were literally, people were dropping dead on their shifts and they would just move the bodies and just be like, get back to it. For real, for real, that's what was going on. And everybody's sick of their shit. And they are like, these conditions can't stand. It's a matter of time before Amazon gets slapped up the way they deserve to be. I think that we're going to start seeing a lot more unions crop up. I think that um, everybody knows what time it is. And they are no longer with the shits. And like I've been saying, a lot of this stuff is just not sustainable. And... That's just facts. And these companies are going to have to show them the money if they want these people to come back. And also, also, not only are people quitting, keep in mind that over, because you know the number's higher, 700,000 people have died of COVID in this country. So that is obviously going to have an effect on the labor market as well. That's the, the, the part they don't say out loud. Like, a massive, massive event, like a massive extension event happened. And people are like, get your kids back in that school, though, and get your ass in the office. And everybody's like, suck my dick. (laughs) Case in point, what outfit was it? Was it not Gawker? Was it Vox? One of these media outfits, they were like, okay, y'all, y'all got to come back to the office. And everybody was like, no. (laughs) we don't have to because you know we can work from home so no we not coming like half of the people did not come in and it was like it wasn't even about actually they this whatever organization it was i forgot who it was but they didn't even have like any kind of safeguards in place so like people were who did come into the office ended up with covid exposure no Mm-mm. nope and I guess behind that their employees were like we not coming so there's like a whole bunch of back and forth and all these like 
organizations are trying to act stupid about it. It's like, you know that people can work from home. Give them the flexibility. The places that are like, yo, you can work from your house or you can come in twice a month if you want. You can come in twice a week if you want. Whatever, come through if you want. Those are the places that's going to win. The places that are going to be hard-pressed to keep the old thing back and try to get that old thing back and keep people, you know, coming to places and struggling through transportation and trying to figure out what they're going to do with their kids and all this type of shit. Because there's all these things that still haven't been fixed, right? We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, Childcare is prohibitively priced. Nothing's been done about that. But you want everybody to get on back to it and get back in them trains and run down on them buses and it ain't going to happen, B. I feel like we're going to start seeing, a. there's going to be a lot more upheaval in just labor, period, because people are off that. So, that's what it is, and that's that on that. Um, oh, in other news, <laughs> um, Steve Bannon fucked around and found out. Um, he was subpoenaed by the, the January 6th committee that's investigating um, why the goons pulled up and who sent the goons and which goons got dark money and which goons was planning it from the White House and you know how it goes. So they called his unclean ass in. And of course, he was like, nah, because you know they all think they could do what they want because they've been doing what they want for the longest. So why should this be any different? So because they were be- playing handsy nicey with them from before, I guess this this bunch was like, no, no. So anyway, he refused to comply with the subpoena. Um, the Democrats and a handful of Republicans, they even got like nine Republicans to vote with them, um, voted to hold old grayscale McGee um, in criminal contempt. So they finna send the people for that unwashed mountain of dirty rags masquerading as a person. So yeah, I guess we gonna see. But apparently he's claiming executive privilege since old boy on the way out the door just blanketed it. It's kind of like, you know, on the office where Michael Scott decides he wants to declare bankruptcy and he just runs into the office and is like, I declare bankruptcy! Kind of like that, but with executive privilege and claiming it's for him and anybody who bangs with him. And, you know, uh, constitutional scholars are like, nah. That's, that's not it. Uh, Grayscale McGee, no, he, he, he's a regular bitch. (laughs) He's not amongst the people who would be covered by that. So best of luck. And of course, to keep the party from really getting to fruition, uh, the Rat King has gone to court to sue. As he does, I'd like to know who keeps taking this dude's cases. Because like... He don't pay for nothing. Like, you know you're not getting no money for this, right? You Did you just want to do a pro bono for a, a fucking broke boy who likes to not pay bills? I, I don't get it, but fuck everybody involved as always. I want nothing but the worst for every one of them. And I really do hope they send the people after old grayscale face and get him the fuck up out of here. Because nobody deserves everything terrible more than he does well maybe the rat king and that water-headed boy who i still can't believe ain't nobody opened his head up 
Y'all know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say no names. Anyway, moving on. In sad news, um, Colin Powell passed this past week. Um, and as a result of him being fully vaccinated and still dying of COVID complications, it's opened a portal of stupidity for the dummies. Um, first off, there, you know, it's the thing where they're like, oh, well, if he was fully vaccinated, he still died of COVID. Well, fuck that vaccine, which is a dumb thing to think. It's dumb. You're dumb. You're stupid. You're dumb. Um, first of all, he was 84 years old. He had multiple com- com- comorbidities, including Parkinson's and multiple myeloma, which is blood cancer, which leaves cancer of any kind leaves you at risk of having a immune system that is compromised. So people who were in situations like him, he had like triple the possibility of dying from this, even vaccinated, because as I keep saying, it's not a magic bullet, guys. You still have to stay, stay, you know, safe and shit. But he had the most likelihood of exactly what happened happening to him because he had all of these underlying things that made him that much more susceptible. And that's unfortunately what happened. Um, You know, he had a compromised immune system and that's, that's just, you know, cats can't leave the house. You know what I'm saying? Um, And unfortunately, I mean, he probably needed to get treatment for his myeloma. So that's what happened. Unfortunately, He passed and all the dummies are dummying about it. I really want everyone to stop being stupid. That's chief among everything. RIP to him. I mean, I have feelings uh, about his culpability in war crimes and um, carrying water for one of the worst presidents we've ever had before the last worst president we ever had. Um, but, you know, he, he he served. He did what he needed to do, I suppose. And RIP to him. Uh, condolences to the fam. Um, and that's really it for this week's ramblings. This week on the podcast, I don't have a guest. What I do have in celebration of me doing this podcast for a year, guys. A year. <laughs> I have the best of the worst, and by that I mean the best of the worst jobs. (laughs) I put four of my faves. I picked four folks who had, like, (laughs) oh boy, (laughs) who had bad jobs, and I compiled them to the best of my ability, so bear with me. I have no skills, guys. You know this by now. Anyway. I compiled four of my faves who had the best of the worst jobs. And my four faves that you'll be hearing after this are Tori Wiggins, Elise Leslie, Echo Oliver, and Alicia Goodwin with the legendary bunnies and cats story. I hope you guys enjoy as much as I've enjoyed re-listening to some of these stories. And it's coming up. In two seconds. What was the worst job you ever had? The worst job I ever had was mannequin modeling. When I was younger. Okay, this is the thing. 
So I thought I wanted to be a model. Okay. And my grandmother paid all this money for me to go to this modeling agency in Atlanta. It was a total scam. Um, I feel like everybody has that. I yes. have that too. Like it was every a- city with yeah. a mall. Uh-huh. That's where you do it. You do it in the window in the mall and you manage, and you literally have to stand still for like hours. Oh my God. And at the end of the day, you get like a discount off of the clothes. You don't even get paid. Nice. And you get, I just made an exposure. <laughs> oh my God. It, it was an exposure to like the people in your town that are at the mall. Like it's not even. <laughs> so <laughs> I just remember my friends coming to the mall and like trying to make me break. It was awful. Um, <laughs> And I would have done that. Um, it was at Wilson Suede and Leather. Oh and my like, God, that's a throwback. I couldn't afford anything in there anyway. So that little discount, I was like, maybe I can get a leather headband. I don't know. Anyway. You came out of there smelling mad leathery. Listen, <laughs> listen, and for all it was worth. Much. <laughs> Every cow. <laughs> smelling like just all of, all of rawhide. Um, <laughs> just 14 and like a leather, like body con dress. It was so Oh my bad. God, inappropriate. <laughs> so inappropriate but my mom was like I guess for the you know for the art <laughs> would really be a model we have to let her do this my actual worst job yes. was so the thing I did when I was account manager I, I was just a working fool I always had a second job always mm-hmm. just just good and um so I got this job everybody at my job were like everybody went and got this job at this call center because the time for that would give you enough time to get there after um after work and and they so actually paid your, pretty good for a call center so you were on your michael scott after um working at dunder yeah. oh, oh my god oh my god yes <laughs> oh my god oh my Would god yeah. the bills ma <laughs> apparently <laughs> <laughs> and and i re- in the call center the whatever I guess account or whatever I was working on it was outgoing calls to have people take surveys about radio about about certain radio states about their radio station listening Mm -hmm. and it was it was just so annoying like in the call center I I actually didn't mind making the calls or whatever because because we weren't like selling anything so that's fine I'm, I'm not a seller I'm not marketing that's that's not my brain um and so it was just getting people you know take a survey or whatever and but the call center atmosphere there was literally a guy walking around walking behind you and and saying all kind of random motivational things or like god um or you know you're not on you need to get up to a certain amount of calls per hour it was just like it felt like he was an overseer it felt very slavey oh wow yuck and so I think I worked there a week and everybody from my old job, like only like one or two people like stuck it out out of like 10 people. Oh, wow. Everybody, but everybody else, like one or two weeks, they was like, geez. <laughs> I didn't, you know, and that's we and there, I didn't have to write deposit. I didn't even, I never, I never even went back to like get my check. What? Girl. Yeah. For my one week of like not even 10 hours. Yeah. Fair. I was good. I would have went and got that check though. Worst job I ever had was my second job that I ever had. Why do I already have that like just on deck? Like that's it just came up real quick. <laughs> real, real quick. Because the job it, it was tele telemarketing is just terrible, right? Oh God. It's just like, I mean, shout out to everyone who does it, but that shit is soul crushing. <laughs> like, 
and this is someone I've done festival bar work before and like and I was like no this was worse like mm. I worked for a charity mm-hmm. and we had to cold call people to try and get donations um by selling raffle tickets oh, yeah. um for this charity to raise money for disabled kids and we had um it was three nights a week I was still at school I was still at high school at the time mm-hmm. um I had to do it was it two no two nights a week or it would be one evening and a Saturday and a Saturday morning and um you'd have to go and I think you had to get like you I think how long was the shift like three four hours or something and you had to get like 15 yeses or something like that yeah a, a shift Mm-mm. and you're calling all over the UK like they give you a sheet um and you have to call up and get cursed out Course. get people not answering whatever else. and you had to get 15 yeses and like it was like if you don't if you're consistently not hitting those numbers like you're getting called in for a review and you could lose your job like easy like that and um I remember like I was doing it and like for the most part like I was okay because I mean you're just going through the numbers going through the numbers going through the numbers and I remember there was like a couple of girls who were working there and they were killing it. Like if, the, I don't know if the number was 15 or if it was 10 or something like that, but it was like, whatever it was, was hard. Getting those numbers was hard. Like you got over it, was like a really good night, but you don't get those often. But there was these girls who were like, there was two girls in particular who like every single shift that you're on with them, they were above and beyond. And you're like, yo, how are these bitches doing this? Like I need tips. And, I remember like one shift we go in and they get called in and they get fired on the spot. And I was like, oh, what was yeah. happening? These bitches were not getting yeses at all. They were just like, what well, doesn't matter what the person says, they're signing them up. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Scam life. <laughs> That's why they were hitting numbers. I was like, oh mate. And the job wasn't anything. It was like, I don't know, like maybe five pounds an hour or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I was finishing the week with like maybe 50 pounds paid from oh. this. But I was in school, so it wasn't right. like right. You know, it wasn't it wasn't doing anything. It was like my me, fast like, food job. Yeah. Like I wasn't making any long money. I remember very, <laughs> very distinctly getting my first paycheck thinking I was about to cake off and go on a spending spree at the gap. And <laughs> and I was like, um, what is FICA? And why have they taken so many of my dollars? And what is this tax? And what, what the fuck is this? They cleared me. I mean, it was a bullshit check to begin with. By the time they were finished, I was like, I had maybe enough for transportation. I was so bad. Cause you know, you yeah, work fucking like, hard. And like, uh, just a scam. Oh man, it was just terrible. <laughs> it was terrible and it was soul crushing. And the best thing was like, I think I was coming up to my final exams for high school. And my dad was like, you can't concentrate on your exams and be doing this job. So you're gonna have to quit. And that was like the best thing ever. Didn't understand if they, if they didn't come to it, um, that had uh, cats and bunnies in the office. What? The office, yeah, it wasn't a vet. Cause my friend's like, I thought you worked at a vet. I'm like, do y'all listen to anything I say? It's a jewelry, it's a jewelry company, like Target. They had their big, their big things were Target. They had a whole bunch of licenses, um, but they had cats and bunnies. And that's the other time, that's the only other time I got really deathly ill 
with a sinus infection because I wasn't used to all that cat hair. Cause it was dirty. Oh, that dander, yeah. Um, and it was it's owned by two. I don't know if it's owned by two sisters anymore. I think they split. Um, ran to the the one sister last year. Um, but yeah, they would argue with each other mm-hmm. and yell at each other, and I didn't know. I mean, you would cry. It was a lot of crying. Oh no. Honey. Um, it was bad. Um, but they knew that everybody was in a bad place, so they would oh, just God. like. Yeah, verbally abuse you, but not, not like you're a dumb bitch. You're da da da. They would talk to you in a way that would just make you cry later. Oh you know, God! Like, like I'm really disappointed in you. Oh I, fuck I, off! I know you could do better. Da 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 da. Um, I know you're the only breadwinner of the family. Oh so my God! Have... So they would go for the pressure points. Yeah, I ain't got it. Out of that's why I, I, I know trust. And that was the long. That was the second longest job I. That was that the longest job I. Yeah, that was the longest job I had, which was insane. Um. That so yeah, insane. that 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 place was just every day was just. I would tell my friends like, I hope they're they're filming this for like some Japanese comedy show. <laughs> it, you know, Is this the, an art thing? Because I'm uh, like being trolled. Because the owner would come around the corner with the gigantic bunny, and if she didn't like <laughs> you, she would start petting the bunny so the hair would go all oh over the place God. knowing that one of the one my coworker and friend was allergic and then i would be cleaning her her the the bunny hair up from her desk before she came back uh-huh. um there was a favorite cat who i love she was like this big she was sick all the time oh, and God. She, you would just see her everywhere and she would at night she would come on the on the on the desks and then you come back and there's cat hair when i say oh. cat hair and so my friend came to visit and I put, um, I was, you, you, <laughs> you would put garbage bags over your seat. Oh my and my friend was like, what are you doing? And I was like, putting the garbage bag up over my chair. Duh. Don't you want to dance? Right, right. <laughs> I was like, doesn't everybody? She was like, doesn't no. everyone cover their things in garbage bags in the office? And I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. Like, you know, I've been, this is so, because you put the garbage bag on and that particular cat would sit there, but then you could take the garbage bag off and, and there's no good. cat, there's no cat hair. Right. So, but why would I, you wouldn't do that anywhere else because there wouldn't be. Because there wouldn't be bunnies and cats. <laughs> what kind of fucking shit show was this? It would be freezing. They would have the heated blanket with the the bunnies on it and oh a, the heaters God. focused. And we would on the bunnies and cats, and y'all would freeze. Ooh, this is a, on the, like a goddamn torture chamber to me. It it was it was it was inter- it was interesting. It was something else. I what a mess! Of course, yeah. you're gonna have to spill the tea on what place this was. <laughs> I'm not going to force you to air them out on this. No, now they've they've gotten, they've consolidated. They're still around, surprisingly. They're they're, they're still around, but um, they've changed a lot of, they've changed a little bit. And that was the best of the worst. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I hate laughing at people's pain, but Alicia's story about those bunnies and cats, I just, I can't, I cannot. It's just unbelievable. Like, I know it happened because it's too ridiculous for it not to be true because Jesus Christ. But people just really be out here trying to be nuts in their offices and just insisting upon forcing other people to deal with it. I'm glad she's out of that now, though. I'm very happy she survived it. Any who's there. Let's get in to this week's key takeaways. Key takeaway number one, stop making martyrs out of dummies. And by that, I mean, (laughs) people have been just 
we really live in the stupidest fucking timeline. Really? Like, seriously. Anyway, this very wealthy ball player, Kyrie Irving, who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, refuses to get vaccinated and is trying to, like, be all chicanery and shit about it. Like, you know, oh... You know, people are trying to tell me how to live and I just want to be able to be free to do what I want. You are absolutely free to do what you want. No one's stopping you from being free, dickhole. But basically, the Nets, following the the rules that we've had set here in New York City, you cannot be unvaccinated out here sweating and breathing all over motherfuckers on a ball court. You can't even get into a fucking ball stadium or a fucking um, arena without proof of vaccination. So, old boy is fucking around and he's not complying. And because he's not in compliance, the Nets are like, sit your ass down until you fucking can get yourself a shot. Go get a shot. So because of this, these hoes are trying to make him into Muhammad Ali. First of all, don't disrespect a legend in that way. Okay, this gentleman is not some sort of civil rights activist. No one is making him not do this. I mean, this dude's been running around, mouth fucking the air, all brazy, going to like places like Standing Rock because his mom is from Standing Rock, right? So he went, I guess, to you know register with the First Nation folks or whatever. Man's pulled up to Standing Rock, no mask on. Wild brazy visiting schools and shit, all this stuff. Now, mind you, outside of black folks, the native population has been hit hard by COVID. And this jabroni is running around mouth fucking the air and spraying down germs on everybody. So now this very wealthy ball player is being sat down and is fumbling his goddamn bag. And cats are trying to make him out to be some sort of activist and he's not he's not even fit to hold muhammad ali's jockstrap okay like don't do this don't do this that cat thinks the earth is flat please no we're not doing this like we just not he's a wealthy ball player who doesn't want to comply with what his employer says he has to comply with if he wants to work to his full capacity as an employee of that organization because if we're breaking it down he is an employee he is not being compliant with his employer's edict or the cities or the states or the fed so you get to sit the fuck down until you can get your shit together man's is willing to do that that's his fucking choice people are acting like i'm not gonna be bullied into getting in vaccination Who the fuck is bullying you? You either comply with your employer or you don't work. Simple shit. It ain't hard. We not, nobody's asking for no blood. We not asking for platelets. We not asking for bone marrow. We asking you to go get a goddamn jab so you can go dribble your ball or whatever. He don't want to do that? Cool. There's other dummies who's playing themselves as well. They are free to do that. That's free will. However, you are not free from consequences and your consequence is you're going to fumble your fucking bag and that's what the fuck you get. And I don't give a shit. And I'm tired of everybody trying to be like, just like Malcolm X. Absolutely the fuck not. Absolutely the fuck not. 
We're not doing this with these dummies. And I'm tired of people being exalted for the dumbest fucking shit. Like, look, send the asteroid, man. I'm tired. Just look, like, wrap it up. Wrap it up. This whole thing is dumb. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> fucking nonsense. Key takeaway number two. Thank you. I've been doing this for a year as of October 24th. And I just wanted to give a big thank you to all of you who've been banging with me from the very beginning. I see you. I appreciate you. Um, shout out to all my sorors who talked me into this in the first place. Y'all know, y'all know who you are. Um, shouts to Tori Wiggins for teaching me what I needed to get. She's the reason why I have a halfway decent mic and um, a halfway pl- decent place to edit this thing then I do poorly. <laughs> when I get big though, I'm going to get me an editor and you ain't going to be able to tell me shit. <laughs> but for now, you're going to get these ramblings. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who has checked for this um, podcast in the past, who are still banging with it in the present. Um, this started out as a therapeutic thing for me to do, um, a place to put all my rage and my grief and um, it just turned into something super fun to do, really. And it's become an education project as well because I learned so much about what my friends do and, you know, how they got where they got to. And I got to talk to all these really interesting, intelligent folks. Um, shout out to my bestie, Sugar, always. Um, shout out to my Tasha and my, um, my just y'all know who you are. Of course, the husband, of course, because, you know, he's always team me. <laughs> Any who's there, I just wanted to formally thank everybody and, and let y'all know I appreciate you and um, I keep hanging out, you know, we can uh, keep listening to me ramble. You know what I'm saying? Any hooser, that is it for this week's Mostly Max and Other Things. As always, keep washing your hands, keep wearing your masks, and keep washing your cloth masks, if that's what you bang with. Um, keep your Purell on decky, get up on that um, Lysol, um, keep your germs to yourself, take care of yourself, and take care of other people. And I will talk to you next week.